0: Surah Taha is followed by Surah Al-Anbiya Surah Al-Anbiya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins by saying Bismillah اقترب للناس حسابهم وهم في غفلت معرضون Ayat number 1 That اقترب للناس the حسابهم The Hisab حساب in the time of reckoning for the people has drawn near وهم في غفلت معرضون Yet they are in their heedlessness, in their ghafla Turning away from all the ayats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala مَا يَأْتِيهِمْ مِن ذِكْرٍ Whenever any new ayat in this remembrance from Allah Ta'ala, admonition from Allah is revealed, They are listening to it with one ear going out the other ear and, they're st- and they are playing. may Allah protect us from being amongst them. their The hearts are in ghafla and They, these are referring to the mushrikeen وَأَصَرُوا الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا هَلْ هَذَا إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ they in their private meetings they say look this person is only a human being referring to Rasulullah there is a um, principle in tafsir known as that that the lesson will always be taken by the generality of the words used by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and and not based on the specific circumstances only. So there are specific circumstances that led to the revelation about this group of mushrikeen, but the wording is general and can be uh, applicable to all those people who are turning a blind eye to the ayats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma ahfadana anna kuna mina may Allah protect us from being amongst them. Then moving forward, we come to ayah number seven. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says We have not sent prior to you on Nabi as messengers except that they were men إليهم, that they received divine revelation from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala so ask those who have knowledge if you do not know so the original context of this revelation was that when uh, the mushrikeen were objecting and they said that we do not want to accept you o Muhammad sallallahu to be a prophet as you are a man and you are not an angel so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is replying that look before you Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam all the prophets that were sent were men and if you do not know فَسَأَلُوا أَهَلَ الذكر. you are the Ummiyun, the unlettered people Illiterates. So, ask those who have knowledge—the ulama of the Torah, the ulama of the Injil, the ulama of the Old Testament, New testament they, about their prophets from Adam, Noah, you know, all the Abraham, Isaac, Ismail, all the way down, Joseph. Uh, all of their prophets were also men. Did they receive men as prophets or angels? So, if you do not know, then ask them who do know. Again, the same concept applies here, where. Uh, the original story is there, it's good to give us the depth of understanding, some context, but the wording is uh, applicable in all circumstances both parts of this ayah, the first part is that Allah is saying we have not sent messengers but they were men purpose being that they were not Malaika but the word Rijal is used which also indicates that they were never women This. We're going over trying to cover uh, more exposure versus going in depth. There's breadth versus depth. We can't have both. So this is a longer discussion here about the role of men and women and how they are different in Nabuat or imamat or khitabat or uh, to be the imam in the salah, to be the khatib for jum'ah which are the warathatul anbiya and above and beyond that to be a nabi of Allah that these are maqams of and positions that Allah has granted for men. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted different positions and different responsibilities for women. So men and women are different. They are equal in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even just today, or is it yesterday, I saw an article that about the gender pay gap is still there despite first wave, second wave, third wave of feminism and so much effort they are making. Yet uh, the pay gap is there, uh, where women are paid less for the same work in the Western world those who are carrying the banner of feminism and human rights and equality for all equal opportunity whereas allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he speaks about the payment that he will give he mentions men and women 10 attributes back to back and he says the payment and the reward is the same al muslimina wal muslimat wal mu'minina wal mu'minat wal qanitina wal qanitatus <laughs> sadiqina wasabidina wa sabirat wal wal 10 attributes he mentions Muslim men, Muslim women, Mu'min men, Mu'min women, women, worshipping men, worshipping women, sadaqah giving men and women, fasting men and women, those who protect and guard their private parts, men and women, their chastity, those who remember Allah abundantly, men and women. For all of them, أَعْدُ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ Allah has promised for them forgiveness and a great reward. This is in Surah Al-Ahzab in the first few ayats of the 22nd juz. So, there is equality from Allah Ta'ala with respect to the reward that He has granted. But their roles are different. So Allah Ta'ala mentions here, umar Every prophet that we have sent prior to you, they were men. ilayhim That we had granted them revelation. So this is what sets in Nabi Uh, apart from rest of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if someone is asked how do you define a Nabi and you say he is a very righteous individual very pious person, very beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives da'wah, invites people towards Allah then this definition is not complete because there are many people who are pious righteous and invite towards Allah so what sets a Nabi apart, what is unique that only a Nabi has and no non-Nabi would ever have and that is Nuhi ilayhim, They receive revelation. That is unique to the Anbiya. And this word Nuhi is referring to the Wahi where they have been granted the mission of prophethood to go and invite people and they have been selected as a representative of Allah. That type of Wahi is only for the Anbiya who are men. Otherwise, the word Wahi has been used in other meanings besides that for even the bee which is definitely not a prophet before you get to woman let's talk about a bee does anyone believe a honey bee is a nabi? No, absolutely not but Allah Ta'ala said ilan nahl." Uh, Allah has given the wahi to the bee honey bee about how you should travel and collect the pollen as we talked about in Surah An-Nahl the honey bee surah and afasluki Allah has determined your paths of flying that, you know we talked about that, how they have very unique uh, routes that they fly that Allah has determined for them, so ربك, that means that Allah has inspired them and Allah has created that intuition within them so likewise Allah Ta'ala, He uses the word wahi for ilham and inspiration uh, where He says, ila ummi Musa an ardi'i and we inspired divinely the mother of Musa السلام, to circle her baby and then, when you're afraid and you hear the guards of Firaun approaching, snatching the boys to kill them, then throw him in the water, which is not really a good idea otherwise, because it's quite dangerous to throw your baby in the water. If the soldiers take him, he will die a quick death in the water. Who knows how and when he will die a lingering death with the baby without milk? It's not going to survive very long And wild animals out there Crocodiles And other predators Then Allah Ta'ala says وَلَا وَلَا Do not have any fear And apprehension What's going to happen to the baby And do not have any grief That you are leaving the baby Or separated from the baby إليكي, I promise I will return the baby to you very soon المرسلين, And I will make him a prophet On top of that so, if she would be taking care of her baby, she, that would be her responsibility as a mother. But what, end, what ended up happening? She got paid for that. Subhanallah. Just like, now, may Allah protect all of our elders. But sometimes the elders are so handicapped, right? And then people get paid for taking care of their own parents and grandparents. You know how the system works. Everyone here is educated in the healthcare field, etc. are sitting here. Uh, so the government benefits they're taking care of, which is a khidmah that they're supposed to then on top of that it becomes a job as well they get paid so likewise Musa alayhi salam's uh, mother she got a stipend good actually good royal salary from Fir'aun and Asiya Asiya alayha salam in Fir'aun alayhi ma istaheq, he will receive that which he deserves and this was the promise of Allah ta'ala in any case that oh, wahi is not, doesn't mean that Umm Musa was a prophet or Maryam a.s. was a prophet moving forward another ayah <coughs> as we are trying to cover more ayahs in this surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about some scientific facts the Quran by the way is not a book of science it's a book of hidayah science is something where we learn about the creation around us so that we can harness the uh, power Allah has kept in these elements around us for our benefit so we need to study the chemical properties of things around us so we find, for example, cures to different sicknesses that are out there perhaps still to be discovered in the plants of the, in the Amazon jungle or other places in the world. And Allah Ta'ala says, <laughs> He has subjugated for your service everything in the heavens and the earth. So how are we going to derive benefit from the creation if you don't study it? So the, there are forces uh, in physics. We study all the different physical forces, how that can be harnessed. Whether it's the moving water has kinetic energy, the moving air has energy, and from that, Subhanallah, the wind turbines or you know through them to the uh, magnets, then we are creating electricity. And th- that flow of electrons is lighting all of our masajid and other places, places of virtue and vice, both are being lighted by the electricity. So studying physics, studying chemistry, studying biology and uh, zoology and botany and every single form of science uh, is something that Allah Ta'ala has kept it for us to study and benefit from but that is not the primary objective of the Quran because the purpose of the Quran is A source of guidance identifying for us what is the objective that we have in this world and where we are heading and why we have been sent here, why we have been created. So science will answer the question of how things happen and the wahi will answer the question of why things are happening. Science can never explain why we are in this world. Science will explain how we are developing and in the fetus all the way till death to a certain extent and there are many things science also cannot explain and the research is continuing but why we are here and where we are going these are the answers where the Quran will give us that guidance however when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is explaining his qudrah then he by the way mentions certain scientific facts not that they are the objective but by the way the reason I'm emphasizing, someone will say, why, why can't you just say it's also a book of science, what's wrong with that? The reason is, because there are problems that come up with that. There are different scientific theories in the different eras, and then people project those theories onto the Qur'an, and say, see, this is what Allah is saying. And science is dynamic, it's continually evolving as research comes. So, you know, there's ancient Greek understanding that there are four elements, water, air, fire, earth. Four elements. Then now the periodic table elements has exceeded way beyond four, right? So likewise, uh, everything. You know, there, this is a con- to- topic again. This is a long discussion. So there are several ayats of the Quran that have been interpreted incorrectly uh, in the past based on the current scientific understanding. Like Allah Taala speaks about the earth, Wal arda He has spread out the earth. So there was a strong belief that there is a flat Earth theory. They said, like the alternative scientific people, would just think like all NASA is a hoax, and the fact that the Earth is a globe is it's uh, a it's uh, it's spherical in shape. The globe of the planet Earth is um, some type of uh, manipulation and conspiracy theory. So they prove that from the Quran. Naud Billah. They say, well, Arda farashna have you spread forth the Earth? The Quran never says that. So that means f- per human being subjective to a human being, relative to a human being, as as you look you will not see what? The curvature of the earth because uh, it is so big that from any vantage point of a human being are you going to be able to see the curvature of the earth? No. It's ajeeb. The people still say that okay well if there are people on the other side of the earth then why will they fall off? on, There's gravity right? Remember that apple fell on the head of Isaac Newton? He started wondering why did it fall down, why not up? So that's why, (laughs) subhanAllah, they are denying the gravity. They are denying all these things, proving it from the Qur'an. And in the past, so many wrong beliefs. So so that's why instead of proving scientific facts from the Qur'an, and looking at it with the lens of our current understanding which may change, we will say that the Qur'an is eternally relevant and it is not sent for these things. Now, Allah Taala, when He's talking about His Qudra here, this, uh, having given all the above disclaimers, Ayah number thirty, in Surah Anbiya says, Do not the disbelievers see, that the heavens and the earth they were all compacted together. and Allah opened up the heaven, uh, opened it up, made it explode. There was a what? Big bang, right? Uh, so, this is a, 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 the scientific theory of the Big Bang is mentioned here. Wallahu a'lam. Wallahu a'lam. That they were, but it does mention that the heavens, all the heavens and the earth was all compacted together, dense. Um, and then, Fataqnahumma, it was an explosion and it was all, uh, it was a Big Bang. And then it started spreading. And how the galaxies and the cosmos and everything we know was created. So, this is a scientific fact about. The universe and it's continually expanding well, because Allah Taala says, "Wasama wa inna Inna This particular uh, language, Allah is using particular wording, indicates continuity. So, because it's is file active participle. If Allah Taala used a past verb, "Inna we had expanded it. That means that Allah expanded the universe. But Musi'un means he's continually expanding it. Like for example, you say, Waqafa Rajulu, the man stood. Then he may have moved on. But he say, al Waqifun, means he is standing. He's just still standing. So Allah Ta'ala says, Musi'un, we are continually expanding. So this is a continual expansion of the universe theory. That the universe is still expanding. From the original, Big Bang. This same ayah also mentions a very... Uh, fundamental biological principle which is minal kulla it is from water that we made every living, living organism so when uh, the Voyager and, and other rovers are going on Mars rover and the, um, NASA is sending satellites to far distant planets because of the search for extraterrestrial life right? Huh? the first thing they look for is water in the form of gas the form of? Vapor, vapor or ice or flu, uh, liquid water, any source of water, this molecule H2O, right? Two hydrogen molecules, oxygen, this thing is minal ma'i every living thing. If you find water, perhaps there was life once upon a time, or there will be life, or there is life. Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Qur'an, subhanAllah. And then the other scientific fact is also mentioned here that I spoke about earlier. I will, I will not spend more time on it. He created the night and the day and the sun and the moon. They're all uh, swimming in their orbits that Allah has determined for them. There's another false theory that people say that the earth is the actual center of the of the universe, Billah. Because Allah Ta'ala says that the Shams it rises in the east, sets in the west. Even in English till today, we say, still say sunrise, sunset. Whereas that is a function of what? The earth rotating on its axis. So Allah Ta'ala, when he's using these words, he's saying it from the perspective of what we witness and see. Not from the perspective of Yani, he's mentioning he's negating the reality. So we have a bunch of khatams we'll make dua inshallah as well. Uh, we'll announce them. The Hubal have joined us. Okay. Then moving forward, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the story of Ibrahim alayhi when he was a child and how he would speak out against the idols and, and then when they all went to their uh, um, festival. What did he do? You remember the story. He took his axe and he broke all the idols. That whole beautiful story is mentioned here in Surah Al Anbiya and when they came back they saw all of their idols broken and the, and the axe was hanging in the by the big idol it's all, it's, the detail is here uh, where it goes he destroyed all of them except for the big one who did this to our gods he is a great transgressor oppressor just, he has committed injustice they said oh wait we had heard a young man يَذْكُرُهُمْ Who was speaking ill of our gods. This is again ayah 59-60. 50, uh, لَهُ إِبْرَاهِيمٌ He goes by the name of Ibrahim. Because this is before he became famous. He's still a youngster. So that's why they didn't say the Ibrahim. Come on, Ibrahim, everyone knows Ibrahim. Khalilullah ibn ibn Azar. No. They said يُقَالُوا لَهُ يقالوا لَهُ He goes by the name. They call him Ibrahim. <laughs> um, you know when when they were young like with respect to salih they said um, the the mushrikun in the time of Zahmood uh, the they said to salih salam that you were uh, such a young man who had a lot of future and we had great expectations about you that you will become a good person and asset to the community what happened to you why you became why are you talking about tawhid now <laughs> Uh, There's a very beautiful ayah about that. (laughs) Anyway, so over here, he was a young man, he's speaking against the idols. (laughs) Bring him in front of all the people. So they they may witness them. Like bring the Hufaz in front so we'll recognize them. (laughs) They said, Oh, you have done this to our gods, O Ibrahim? So what did he say? قَالَ كَبِيرُهُمْ هَذَا He said, no. The Circumstantial evidence indicates, you know, where is the weapon? The weapon of the crime, right? The smoking gun, right? So the weapon is, right? You have to find what? The motive and the weapon, right? In the absence of alibi, there's no one who can testify he was not present at the scene of the crime. This is how you lead to conviction, followed by? sentencing anyway so over here he says uh, look at the weapon this big god here idol he has it ask him in if they can speak what are the beautiful art of debate and, and beautiful way of explaining the masalah masalah of tawheed they went back and started thinking this is pretty scary what happens here it's very tragic First, what happens is that they realized. They actually saw the truth. And they believed in Tawheed for a few seconds, though. So they said, They said to themselves, Oh, you are doing so much zulm. This boy is speaking the truth. These gods will not have benefit us. They thought, they realized Tawheed for a few moments, then they turned around on their backs, on their heels. right. They said, Hey Ibrahim, don't why are you mocking our gods? You know they do not speak. Then he said, Are you worshiping besides Allah that which cannot benefit you cannot harm you? Ufidlaqum. Wa to you and the gods you worship besides Allah, do you not understand? So they said, burn him. Let's burn him. And help your gods. There's a narration here, Ibn Kathir Alhamdulillah mentions Hataban Jiddan, they gathered a lot of firewood. You know how much firewood? This became a religious act of aiding the gods. Such that in Hataban li Ibrahim. That if a woman would get sick, even from those times the woman had the habit of making mannat and Nazar. So if a woman got sick She would say Oh Allah or, or gods Oh big god, Or small gods The ones that got beaten up And broken down All of those false gods If you grant me Shifa and cure Then on your behalf I will carry I will cut firewood And take it To the, uh, the pile of firewood That will burn your enemy Ibrahim Allah so This is how It was a national effort and everyone got together and they made a huge fire that was so hot, you could not come near it. Now the problem came, how are we gonna put him in there because we can't even go near it. So then they hurled him in with a catapult, which was a big form of a artillery, pre-industrial revolution, ancient form of artillery, which they would use to hurl rocks like a slingshot, but a gigantic slingshot, same concept and they would use it to destroy the fortifications when they were attacking different forts so they had to throw him in the in the in, in the catapult and the angels came and they said can we help you can we aid you and he said hasbunallahu wa ni'mal qad kafani ilmu rabbi as the poet goes that my knowledge of my rab about my condition is sufficient for my safety allah knows and he did not have his his uh, tawakkul on any of the creation of Allah, including the angels. When he was thrown in the fire, naru bardan Ibrahim," we directly, divinely commanded the fire without any intermediary coming into the aid that you become cool and peaceful for Ibrahim. Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه says, الله If Allah did not say bardan be cool and peaceful then the excessive cold cool, uh, of the fire would have harmed him, given him pain. So Allah Ta'ala said, cool and peaceful. And how long he stayed there? Forty days. And afterward when he came out, he said, the most enjoyable, most peaceful, obviously because Allah said, salaman, days of my entire life that I wish it could be extended, I wish I could go back, were the days in the burning fire. Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has ultimate qudra There are many stories of Anbiya Back to back That's why the surah Is called surah al So Allah ta'ala says wa I'm skipping I'm, I mean, Unfortunately I'm skipping Lut alayhi salam And other stories Then he goes on wa wa Because this one is interesting I mean they're all interesting But this one has a specific story too wa wa Remember Dawud and Suleiman When they both passed the judgment Regarding the farm The farm of the grapevines, when the sheep of the other person had come and trampled over it, and they had destroyed it and eaten it all up. We are witnessing their judgment. And we granted deeper insight and wisdom to the son, Sulaiman alayhi Both of them, father and son, had wisdom and ilm but Allah had granted special insight and wisdom to Sulaiman alayhi salam. So what is this story? There was a man who had a garden of grape vines and he was growing grapes, hopefully not make, just making grape jelly, <laughs> not wine with it. The grape uh, garden orchard is called vineyard because that's the primary objective of the grapes is to make wine. So they're called vineyards. So anyway, so if you want to go you know, touring some places like Napa Valley or somewhere in California or Italy or somewhere, they'll say, oh, come to the vineyard. You want to see the grapes, taste the grapes? They'll it's more. It's going to become... Wine tasting People go there for tasting? Wine Anyway, so this person He had a grape, a grape orchard And there was another neighbor Who had sheep Who had a flock of sheep And the flock of the sheep came And they ate up all his grapes And they destroyed his whole garden So he came with a complaint To the court of Dawud Who is the king Dawud heard it And he gave a very simple judgment He said Your sheep destroyed his garden so you need to hand over your sheep to him. So just hand over all the sheep to the one whose garden was destroyed. And then that judgment was made and then uh, they, were, they had to accept it because the king made the judgment. da fil He was the khalifa of Allah in the earth. He was the king. Yes, he was a young boy with a slingshot and killed Jalut. And there's a long story how he from a soldier, infantry soldier, private in the army of Talut, he ended up becoming the king. When they were going out of the court, they met uh, Suleiman a.s. outside. He said, what, what happened? Because the one person, which one? The shepherd, of course, he was quite sad. He lost all his sheep. He said, what happened? He said, no, this is the case. My sheep, it's not even my fault. They went over that side. Yeah, it's your fault. Why didn't you control them? But anyway, he said, they ate up the, the orchard, and now I'm, I lost them all. So Suleiman sam heard it. Then he said, I have another idea. Let's go back and see if we can appeal the court the decision. So they went to the appeal court. Who is the judge in the court of appeals? Dawud <laughs> Same character comes back. Then they went there and, uh, and they said, he mentioned the. he said, oh my dear father I have another option perhaps if, you, if it makes sense to you. What did he say? kana um, something else would be more kind for uh, the shepherd تدفع الغنم إلى صاحب الزرع لينتفع وتدفع الأرض إلى صاحب الغنم. he says basically the problem with this is that uh, the um, the sheep are gone from the shepherd he loses them forever whereas uh, you'll say he lost his grapes too yeah but the grapes will come back the grapes are gonna come back aren't they gonna come back and the guy who had the the shepherd he's ever gonna get the sheep back no, that's the unfair part of it. So he said, "Why don't you tell the shepherd hand over your sheep to the one who has uh, the grapes orchard, or call the vineyard, and he can benefit from the milk and the wool and the meat. He can continue, you know, to a certain extent. If he can't have some gigantic barbecue and all of them are killed off, so, uh, you know, proportionate to the rate of the reproduction, so that you maintain the the herd uh, and." Uh, in the interim what will the, uh, the shepherd have to do? he'll have to do fertilizer, put seeds and take care of the garden until it comes back to the original shape it was when it is just like it was before his his sheep destroyed it, then he can switch it back, give him the garden back here this is exactly what you had and he'll take his sheep back so Allah, then Dawud a. appreciated that he didn't say get lost, right, right. Uh, he said subhanallah, that's good, very good and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed that uh, Allah ta'ala is the one who grants hikmah, He can give different individuals more hikmah, less hikmah. So he, you know, this is the nature. Every teacher, true mukhlis teacher, is never jealous of his student. Because whatever the student achieves, it is inshaAllah a sadqa jariyah for the teacher. That's the reason Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa doesn't have a teacher. Because his greatness will never be attributed to any teacher. His greatness is given to him directly by... Allah, my Lord directly taught me. He gave me the best education. And likewise, a father is never jealous of his son, provided he's on his fitrah. Because, you and whatever you have, your wealth, all belongs to your father. Da'wah was not jealous of Sulaiman. Then, uh, over here all the scholars here mentioned that since you're talking about Suleiman and his judgment, there's a Sahih hadith in Imam Bukhari mentions Marwal bukhari Fi Sahih and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned there were two women, they had two babies and they had put them together and the wolf came just there's a real wolf here. In the story of Yusuf Alayhi Sallam, the wolf came and took and killed Yusuf al-Islam. That was which one? The fake wolf. Uh, 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 and over here there was a real wolf uh, but wolves were around the reason is because uh, uh, Yaqub al-Islam is the one who gave them the idea when they said come yeah, oh father can you please send Yusuf with us to play they were just going to put him in the well and figure out some story alibi right? but what happened what did the father say <laughs> I'm afraid a wolf may take him away when you are busy with your sports so they're like wow that's a good idea <laughs> So, anyway, so they were, this was a, we we understand from the stories that it was perhaps not uncommon occurrence. Hopefully, it wasn't common occurrence, but not uncommon occurrence. So, uh, over here, a wolf came and he really unfortunately snatched one of the babies, took it away. So, now there's one baby left. Now, these are like not just babies, but uh, that are a um, couple months, they are infants. So, they are very similar. So that's why in the hospital, right, in the labor and delivery department, what happens? They have the tags, identification. So if you take the wrong baby out, alarm, right? So now you have one baby there, and both of them are saying this baby is mine. So this baby is mine, they're fighting. Now we didn't have uh, DNA genetic testing, right? So subhanallah. Uh, so they, they, came, they came back to the court. He's the king, he's the chief justice, and appellate court justice, local justice, he's the one justice. They came to him, Dawud a. and they said, he, you know, the wolf took your baby and she's, the, there was an uh, older one and a younger one. So Dawud a. saw both of them and he saw and he thought that the older one is more likely the, the mother because she's of age of having babies. The younger one was so young, she was a very young mother she didn't look like a typical mother, she seemed like she's too young to be a mother so the older one was more of a child-bearing age so based on that circumstantial evidence he judged in the favor of the older one, again they were passing by and I guess Sam was standing around as a <laughs> observing, in here he was observing as well in the observer's gallery, what is it called? yeah, so anyway he was there and he said, what's going on? He said, this is what the judgment of your father he said, I have I have one idea he goes back to his father and he says, how about this Sahiyadis al-Bukhari, it's very beautiful, he said that let's just you know, because it's so confusing, no one has evidence whose baby it is why don't we just get what? a saw (laughs) and we cut the baby in half, this is the hikmah of (laughs) Sallallahu Let's cut the baby in half, saw it in half, and just give half to each one. So, the knee jerk reaction, the first one who said, absolutely not, you cannot." don't worry about that, just let the baby go to the other one. Was which one? The younger one. The younger one, the younger one said, no, 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 let's go with the judgment of Dawud al-Salaam, let the older one have it, it's no problem. That was a very quick, immediate response. He said, there you go, this baby belongs to the younger one. Subhanallah. Right, so this is, this is a, um, this is the wisdom of Suleiman This just randomly reminds me of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Anyone know? He's the author of the Sherlock Holmes series. So, In one of the stories Sherlock Holmes he was trying to find something that was hidden, some part of some crime that he had to find that particular hidden object. So when he was in the house of the person who he was doubting Sherlock Holmes you have heard? Holmes and Watson right? So when he says so he created a situation where they call out fire fire so the woman who was hiding that particular object, what did she do? ran to find where it was hidden in the secret vault in a particular area of the wall that's how he found out where the hidden object was same thing here, Sulaiman what does he do? he says let's saw it in half, this is the hikmah Allah ta'ala granted his slaves, may Allah ta'ala grant us hikmah and wisdom as well then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the story of Ayub alayhi salam and Yunus alayhi salam, I had covered this before and at the end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us uh, that in this, uh, in this surah is a famous ayah arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil alamin." Ayah 107 Our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him as a mercy for the world We were going to continue with Surah Al-Hajj and beyond but we have a very special occasion here so I would like to call up Alhamdulillah uh, our students Hassan Abid and Hussein Abid these are two brothers uh, MashaAllah you can come forward they finished reciting the Quran this is khatam number one, we have four khatams here All right, so Hassan Abid, Hussein Abid, their family, mashallah moved from California from Los Angeles and then we have number two, Ahmad Nawaz and Zahid Nawaz All right, these uh, two brothers, they've also moved here um, from uh, Wisconsin their father is here, mashallah with us, Dr. Ubaid Nawaz then we have Saad Nawaz and Amjad Nawaz third khatam uh, so alhamdulillah uh, these are also from the same family They're six right? six brothers yeah. all six are Hafiz? Five. Five. Sixth one is in Hivs. yeah mashallah, five, six brothers uh, mashallah uh, five are Hafiz, and the sixth one is doing Hiv believe it or not uh, so uh, mashallah their father is Dr. Ubaid Nawaz oncologist from um, Wisconsin and mashallah, their mother is also in fourth year Alima course Yeah, Fourth year Alima course here Along with, I think she's doing her third master's degree <laughs> Mashallah on the side uh, While raising six sons Mashallah, mashallah May Allah protect them from Nazar and Hasad May Allah ta'ala grant them Qubuliyah Hassan Abdul Hussein Abd, their, their sister also Graduated here as an Alima And she's the one who is doing the programs. Their father moved from Los Angeles Then we have Wajid Nawaz and Yusuf Ahmad Right, Yusuf is Ibn Azimuddin, my my nephew, and we have Wajid. He is from your. Yeah, okay, so. Okay, there's five Noah's brothers tonight. Allahu Akbar. Okay, mashaAllah. Wajid Nawaz, mashallah, and Yusuf ibn Azimuddin, Mufti Azimuddin. Mashallah. The thing is, uh, you know, uh, in our Ansar meetings, we've been talking about this that there are so many families that have moved here from different states. Just today after Fajr, one brother, he moved from a particular state. He said, I've been here, I just randomly happened to talk to him after Fajr today. I said, Salam. He said, seven months I'm here. And all of us are guilty. No one said Salaam to him. So there are so many, he has no social circle. and He he was just like, oh my God, today you said salam to me. Then he told me, at the end, he said seven months, no one said salam to me. And Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us, you must say salam to the one you know and the one you do not know. So I'm more guilty than anyone sitting here. Uh, How are we going to solve this, create that community, brotherhood, is one idea we had is maybe once a week after Isha, after Ramadan, we should just... uh, uh, perhaps, like, um, introduce a particular family. There are brothers here who have moved from New York, from Florida, from Tampa, from California, from Texas, from all over for the Madrasa, for the environment. This brother walking in from Tampa, huh? North Dakota. Doctor there yeah. So there's so many people from East Coast, West Coast are here, and we need to recognize their sacrifices that they uprooted themselves and they moved here. May Allah reward them. So Alhamdulillah. Uh, we will uh, just make a brief du'a You already had your du'a I right, So subhanallah This is uh, uh, this is an opportunity where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said Man khatam al quran thumma da'a Whoever completes the Qur'an makes du'a Man ala dua'i malak 4,000 angels Allah ta'ala sends uh, To say ameen so the duas are accepted. Alhamdulillah, they had their respective duas, but we we want to benefit from it. That's why we're doing uh, a, a short dua together. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, rabbal Alamin. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad wa barik Allahumma ja'alna inda khatmi al-Qur'ani minal Allahumma ja'alna inda khatmi al-Qur'ani minal Allahumma ja'alna inda khatmi al-Qur'ani اللهم أنس وحشدنا في قضورنا الله رحمنا بالقرآن العظيم واجعله لنا إماما ونورا Allah ورحمة الله ذكرنا منهما نسينا وعلمنا منهما جهلنا ورزقنا تلاوته آنا الليل وآنا النهار وجعله لنا حجة يا رب العالمين والله Allah except these young Hufath يا رب العالمين The five brothers and the two brothers and the one يا رب العالمين All of these Hufath يا رب العالمين والله Allah except them and their parents يا رب العالمين Except their family members يا رب العالمين O oh Allah, accept their teachers, Ya Rabbul Alameen O oh Allah, make them a source of inspiration for the rest of our youth, Ya Rabbul Alameen O oh Allah, O oh Allah, O oh Allah grant them istiqamah, steadfast and straight path O oh Allah, grant them ilm and amal and taqwa and, and, and O oh Allah, O oh Allah forgive all of their sins and forgive our sins as well Ya Rabbal Alameen, O oh Allah allow all of us to make multiple khatams in this month of Ramadan and throughout our lives, Ya Rabbul Alameen O oh Allah, strengthen our relationship with your Quran Ya Rabbul Alameen, O oh Allah O oh Allah, these multiple khatams taking place that are uncountable and we cannot even keep track of them, Oh Allah this is from your sheer mercy, Ya Al Alameen O oh Allah, in this bygone era in this bygone land, far away from the land of Makkah and Medina Oh Allah, Oh Allah, that we are witnessing such scenes, Oh Allah, this is your sheer fadl and mercy upon us, Ya Al Alameen allow us to be grateful for these blessings before they may be snatched away from us, Ya Al Alameen, do not deprive us because of our, O oh Allah, ingratitude, Ya Al Alameen Oh Allah, allow us to end the month of Ramadan more so Strong, Ya Al Alameen. And O oh Allah, allow the 10 last days to be the best days, Ya Al Alameen. O Allah, grant us the ability to make Sunnah or at least Nafal Itaka for some days and nights, Ya Al Alameen. O Allah, allow us to worship you on Laylatul Qadr, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Do not make us mahroom of Ibadah on Laylatul Qadr, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O Allah, O oh Allah, accept everyone who's sitting here so long after tarawih because of their deep uh, love for your book and passion to understand what you have revealed upon us, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Allah was to study the tafsir of the whole Qur'an, Ya Rabbul Alameen and to benefit from all of the pearls of wisdom that you have granted us and, O oh Allah, to be able to implement them in our lives. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yusifun wassalamun Al mursaleen. Alhamdulillah. Ameen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Jazakumullah Khair.